Hi, and welcome to KC360's podcast on navigating college admissions. I'm Christy, your host, and during our time together, we'll cover college admission tips and tricks to help your college search be a success. Today, we're talking about scholarships. And what we're talking about scholarships is in the context of what scholarship and financial aid means for um, universities and within the application process. And so if you will picture three circles, sort of like three concentric circles that form a triangle, we'll make sure we've got a visual for you in the show notes. But there's three sort of circles that make up your financial aid packet, and a lot of those are in the scholarship bucket. And so let's talk about what those are and what it all means. The first one is institutional aid, and this is aid from the institution or the university or college, and it includes university grants, application-related scholarships, additional scholarships like leadership, community, president scholarship, trustee scholarship, all the different phrases that universities use, major-specific scholarships, sometimes departmental scholarships. So these are part of your financial aid packet and part of the scholarship process. When we talk about application-related scholarships, these are really important because a lot of universities will grant awards or scholarships based on your application. And the reason that they do this is because you've done a great job of highlighting who you are as a civil servant, but also as a student, academic-wise. And so universities typically award in two ways. One is academic, and that's based on your GPA, test score, that kind of thing. And then one is community service and leadership based. And this is because you have students that are really strong academically. And then you have students that are really strong community service and leadership wise. And so when you receive your financial aid packet, a lot of times you'll see awards just based on your application. You didn't apply for them. The university just awarded them for you. So you'll see like the McInerney Leadership Award and it was based on, you know, leadership and community service that you did or you know, the Macintosh um, Academic Award, and this is based on on your grades and possibly your test score. So you don't necessarily have to apply for some institutional aid like this. It's through your application. It's just awarded to you. And so this is why you'll have people talk about your test score and your your GPA being so important because there are application-related scholarships that the university will award you just based on your application. And so that's institutional aid. That's aid that comes from the institution itself. They control that money, and a lot of times it's endowed. It's dependent on the market. And that's why it can fluctuate from year to year in terms of, you know, one freshman class to another. And those are um, based off the institution alone. So that's one circle, institutional aid. And then, um, oh, one thing I forgot about the institutional aid. There are major or departmental scholarships, and even in some cases others, that you do have the option to apply for. And again, this is all within the institution. And so you may find that there's like a history or English scholarship that you want to apply for. And so this does require initiative on your part as the student. And so pay attention to those deadlines because the deadlines in university life are not forgiving, especially when it comes to scholarship. And so if you see a deadline for like a leadership scholarship or honors program or even a departmental scholarship, take advantage and make sure you put those things as a priority before in your calendar so you don't miss those deadlines because you could be flushing money away that's really unnecessary. So again, there's two types within the institutional aid. One is 
sort of the application base that you don't have to do anything for. And then one is institutional aid that has like an application or just has some initiative from the student to accomplish those things. Outside aid is the other, the second concentric circle. And this is um, scholarships that don't have anything to do with the institution. They don't have any control over these scholarships and their outside scholarships is what a lot of times they're called. So like if you are familiar with say, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. That's an outside scholarship. The university has no control over that, and they're not going to put that in the mix of your financial aid packet because they don't have any control over it, and they're not aware of those things. So that's outside aid, and those typically come from charities, nonprofits, outside endowments, denominations, fellowships, churches, support, um, you know, maybe companies that you're parents or family work for, that kind of thing. So those are outside aid that you can apply for. And that's something that when you look at your financial packet and your scholarship range, you need to make sure you have a place to add those in as you apply and receive those. The third is really called need-based aid. And this is a component that does involve the university. And so that's why these circles are concentric. And the need-based aid is based from FAFSA, so that's the free application for financial student aid, and that's based um, on the government, and it's from the government you apply, it's a free application, and it really tells you whether you're eligible for a Pell Grant or federal work study, student loans, that kind of thing. And a lot of families think that they may or may not be eligible. Some universities do require this, and you don't have a choice. If you're working with universities that don't require it, I always encourage families to fill it out because you don't really have anything to lose. And it is helpful when you're looking at need-based aid for the university to sort of determine what sort of income and outgoings you had. Another method that a university will use is called the CSS profile. And sometimes this is required in place of the FAFSA, and it's basically similar information looking at income and outgoings, and it just helps the university get an idea of what your financial picture is so that they know um, what your need really is. Additionally, there can be um, like an income-based form or special circumstances form, and this is if you've had, you know, some unfortunate tragedy and it has drastically, a job loss, it's drastically impacted your income. Um, but it does really help you to sort of make a case to the university for what your financial picture is. And the three of these circles really help build your financial picture for yourself, but the two that are impacted by the university, the institutional aid and the need-based aid, are the ones that build your financial aid packet. So in the spring, you would receive, ideally, <laughs> after you've completed your application and then been admitted, you would ideally receive a financial aid packet and it would tell what your FAFSA information um, was assessed at, what the government felt you were eligible for, and then what awards you had received, either scholarships you had applied for within the university or ones that you had been awarded according to your application. And that's your financial aid packet. And it's really helpful because those really give you an idea of what you would be seeing for the next four years. I do really encourage families though that the first year really should be your most expensive. When you're looking at scholarships, always keep in mind that there are a handful of upperclassmen scholarships, and those typically are for years two, three, and four. And universities do this because they don't want students to have extra funds tacked onto a major that they may or may not stay with. And so really it's a form of protection for your student that they don't 
get stuck in a position where they feel like they want to change majors, but they can't because there's so much money tied into it. And so that gives them the flexibility to sort of figure out and land on a major and then settle in that department and, and apply for scholarship past that. And then also consider meal plans. You know, in years two, three, or four, a lot of times you don't have the most expensive meal plan because you're not a freshman anymore. So that cost should go down. And then eventually, as you're an upperclassman, you could move off campus and your cost should go down. So keep that in mind as you're looking at costs and scholarships and financial aid. And in terms of how universities assess need, we've got some webinars on that and how the financial aid process works that are fabulous. So look into the Monthly Navigator. It's a free membership, and it helps you through webinars and visual aids just sort of understand the college admission search um, process and much, much more with many more resources. If you need a snapshot of what your collegiate financial picture would look like, check out my financial planning services. This tells you how much you think you can afford, what colleges think you can afford, and what your funding gap would be. See what three universities would cost for free or access an unlimited amount of universities and a $1 billion scholarship database. Links in the show notes. So hopefully that explains sort of the college scholarship and financial aid process and and how that works with those three circles, the institutional aid, the outside aid, and the need-based aid. I hope this helps and encourages you. Know that I'm cheering for you as you apply and are admitted to college and know that I'm cheering for you. Thank you.